welcome to the Unstuck Your Life podcast. I'm your host and life coach, Pamela Hughes. Every week, we're going to start to wiggle loose in area of your life that has got you stuck. Hello, hello, my friends. How are you today? Oh my goodness, we are right around the corner from Valentine's Day. Yeah. Some of you are like, woohoo. Others are probably like, mm-hmm. like when I say Valentine's Day, like what pops into your brain? Like what immediately does your mind offer you images of? Hmm? Is it chocolate? Maybe some roses? Little dinner action, champagne, hearts, candy? Or maybe it's like, yeah, I'm by myself in front of a TV with nothing to do. I mean, I have a friend who used to call it Singles Awareness Day. <laughs> like Valentine's Day was Singles Awareness Day. And she tried to avoid it at all costs, right? Um, no matter where you are on that spectrum of loving Valentine's Day, hating it, thinking it should be celebrated, thinking it shouldn't be celebrated, wherever you are is perfectly fine. I think we can all agree, whether you like it or not, the overarching theme of it is love, is love. And whether or not you have a sweetie in your life right now, I know that you have someone in your life that you love. Whether it be a sweetie, or maybe it's your kids. And if you don't have a sweetie and you don't have kids, your siblings, your friends, your family, your mom, your dad, like there is someone in your life who you regularly tell them, I love you or love ya. You know, maybe it's not the like, I love you, but it's like, yeah, I love ya. And I'm wondering when was the last time like you told yourself how much you love you? Like when was the last time that happened? Maybe for you, like the next time it happens will be the first, right? Some of you are like, okay, that's super weird, Pamela. Uh, I've never done that, nor am I really comfortable with doing that. Some of you may be like judging yourself because you've never done it and you want to. And others just are like, I, I don't know how. That's okay. Wherever you are, perfectly fine. You are in exactly the right place because today I'm talking about self-love. Now, when I say self-love, just stick with me here because some of you, as soon as I mentioned the word self-love, are already probably like conjuring up images of tree-hugging hippies running around with wind chimes and, and bongos. Okay, nope, not what I'm talking about here. <laughs> I'm talking about self-love, which is really the foundation for how you live your life. Like self-love defines how you treat yourself. In essence, then, like how it is that you experience life. That's some pretty important stuff, right? A lot less cheesy than maybe you first thought. It's about having a high regard for your own needs and like your own well-being. And while that seems pretty straightforward, I mean, most of us intellectually can understand that, but it's when we get to the emotional application of it where it can be a little bit harder. So that's why I wanted to dedicate this podcast and diving deeper into the idea and the concept of self-love, what it is, why it's important, why it can be hard for us to do, and then how to develop more of it, like how to create more self-love for ourselves. Because how you love yourself is really how you're teaching others to love you and what it is that you will allow and what it is that you won't allow in your life. 
So before we can practice self-love, we have to fully understand what it is, what it means. And self-love really means taking care of your own needs. When you love yourself, you don't sacrifice your own well-being in an effort to make other people happy. When you love yourself, you kind of accept your emotions for the way that they are, and you don't judge them. And self-love is also putting your physical, emotional, and mental well-being first. Mm. Some of you just got really uncomfortable there. You're like, whoa, putting that first? I'm a mom. I can't put that stuff first, right? Like a lot of you listening to this podcast are moms. I'm a mom. There have definitely been points in time in my life where I feel like I can't put my needs first. And you know what? You're going to have those moments. Absolutely, you are going to have those moments, especially when you've got little ones at home. But you have to carve out time to take care of your own needs, physical, emotional, mental, because if you don't take care of them, then no one else is going to. And then you're trying to pour from an empty cup, which doesn't work. I mean, even when you go on an airplane, what do they tell you to do? Like if the cabin loses pressure and the oxygen masks fall from the ceiling, put your oxygen mask on first before you put anybody else's on. Why? Because if you're passed out, then there's nothing you can do to help your kids. The idea of self-sacrifice though, which is what a lot of us women do you know, and putting the needs of everyone else ahead of our own is a message a lot of us grew up with. Sometimes it was intentionally and sometimes it was unintentionally. I mean, whether you were flat out told that somebody else's needs were more important than yours as a kid growing up, or whether you witnessed that from a well-intentioned mom who did it. I mean, I think we all can identify with that even right now. It could also be a message that you unconsciously got just by watching TV and and movies. But like that sacrificing yourself, self-sacrifice. It's a message a lot of us moms get and, and we think. Like that's what a good mom does. A good mom sacrifices for her family, puts their needs ahead of their own. And again, there's a time and a place for that. But it can't be all the time. You can't constantly be putting everybody else's needs ahead of your own because then when do your needs get met? And if your needs don't get met, it lessens your ability to take care of anyone else. And like I have a daughter, she's 12, and it's difficult sometimes putting my needs first. You know, just even something as simple as like going to lunch with my sister, her aunt. There are times she's like, can I go? And she wants to go because she wants to spend time with me and she wants to spend time with her aunt, my sister. And I tell her no. And that's hard. That's hard to tell her no, you can't come hang out. But I do it because I need that space. I need that time with my sister. And that's okay. And I'm teaching my daughter that it is okay to take care of your needs. And sometimes that's hard. And sometimes that makes other people uncomfortable. And that's okay. Like I'm teaching her that is okay that others don't like your choice. She doesn't like my choice when I go by myself with my sister. 
And that's okay. She watches me like all the time. And if she's watching me sacrifice my needs and my dreams and my desires for everybody else around me and like accepting what's left over for myself, what do you think she's going to do? What do you think she's going to absorb from living in this house and witnessing that? She's going to start doing it for herself. And I don't want that. If it's okay for us to do, but we don't want our children to do it, pay attention to that. Like if you're doing it in front of them, they're watching you and they're going to learn from you. So sometimes it's hard to put yourself first, but if you want your kids to put themselves first in life and be okay with that, you have to model that behavior for them. And women have especially been conditioned to sacrifice our own wants and needs for that of our children, for that of our marriage, for the peace of the house or the office or a friend group. And on the, the, the surface, like self-sacrifice doesn't seem all that bad. I mean, heck, you're sacrificing yourself to help others. That is kind. That is generous. That is selfless, right? Many people believe that. And that's why it makes it hard for them to understand why it's a bad thing. And, and helping others isn't bad. Like, don't get me wrong here. Helping others is good. Lending a helping hand and being generous is good, but there is a limit. There's a balance. Because when you abandon your own personal interests, you don't love yourself enough to make them a priority. And then your needs and your wants get put on like a back burner. Then those important parts of you as to who you are as an individual, start to fade. You can start to lose your sense of identity. You're like, I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I'm an accountant. Like that's how your identity starts to get wrapped up in all of those things instead of the essence of who you are. When you're valuing others more than you value yourself, that's where you start to lose that self-love. And that's a hard pill to swallow for a lot of people. But I want you to keep this in mind. Again, you can't pour from an empty cup. In other words, like you can't give what you don't have. You need to learn to fill your cup first and be okay with that. Because if you're not well, <laughs> if you're not loving on yourself and appreciating all that you're doing and putting your needs first, then you can't do that for anyone else. If you're not well, then nothing and no one around you will be well. So yes, caring for others, super important. Absolutely. But it shouldn't come at the cost of your own well-being. And that's why we go back to it's okay to put your mental health, your physical health, your emotional health and well-being first, because when you do, when you take care of you, then you can take care of so much more. And like self-love is super important when it comes to relationships, especially the relationship we're talking about that you have with yourself. And you may have heard like there, there's a common saying out there that you can't love others until you love yourself. And, you know, I get the gist of that. And, and, and there is definitely some truth to that, but it is a bit extreme for me. You can have a low sense of self and still love others. I've seen it. It makes it a little hard, but you can do it. I believe you can do both. While you're increasing your love for yourself, you can most definitely love others. 
They're not mutually exclusive. But you do have to love yourself. You have to have some of that compassion and that respect and that love. And you can work on increasing it. But without it, like without your own self-love and having that for you, then what ends up is like you start relying on others for that feeling of self-worth and acceptance. And I'm going to tell you right now, that's something they can't provide. People cannot provide that for you. That only comes from within you. Like your inner world is what's going to create your outer world. So like the more that you have love for yourself on the inside, the more love you're going to be able to put out into the world. So once you see your value first, others will see it too. It's not the other way around. And like self-love is also important for your own health and wellness. Like we've talked about this. And, and I think the best way to, to illustrate this for you is we've all seen like a little kid fall down, right? And, and what happens when a little kid falls down, whether they're running somewhere and their feet get a little too fast and out from underneath them and they boom, they fall down or they fall off their bike or they fall off the couch. They fall down and they scrape their knee. What happens? Somebody comes over, mom, dad, brother, sister, aunt, uncle, grandma, grandpa, whomever it may be, somebody, somebody jumps in to help. Pick them back up, give them a little hug. It's okay. There's some, there's some like nice words here, right? Some kisses, some compassion. You clean them up, tell them it's okay, and then send them back out on their way. Like what if you did that for yourself? Like when you fall down in life, what if you showed yourself some of that same compassion, like that same love and kindness that we show little kids when they fall down and scrape their knee? When you fall down in life, can you show yourself that same kind of love, like that reassuring yourself that it's going to be okay? Didn't get the job? It's okay. Like, we'll figure it out. You're all right. You're allowed to be sad. It hurts. Just like you would talk to a kid or a best friend. And instead of like the scraped knee being the thing that hurts, right? Imagine like the stress that you encounter on like a daily basis or the insomnia that makes it hard for you to go to sleep at night or the fatigue that makes it difficult for you to actually do anything that you really enjoy, the overwhelm, all of that, that our bodies experience what if that was its way of saying, hey, I need some kisses. I need some hugs over here. I need a little attention, a little reassurance and comfort right about now. Like, are you listening to your body? Or are you listening to the critic in your head? Because that's why self-love can be hard, is because of the inner critic. Now, I call the inner crit critic your inner bully, and, and maybe you've heard me talk about that before. I've had a, a previous podcast called The um, Best Friend Versus Bully. I believe that's like podcast 48. Yeah, go back and listen to that. I think that that'll help you. We'll, I'll dive a little bit into it here um, because it's super important. Like that inner bully is, is that voice that we all have. And this is the voice that comes out super judgmental. This is the voice that criticizes everything and like analyzes and mocks you. 
that inner bully is really powerful. And it's also your own worst enemy. Which, I mean, makes sense why it would be hard to love yourself if you've got that inner bully that's constantly beating you down. It's hard to love yourself at that point. It's hard to tuck that bully away. Why? Because you're human, my friend. That's why you're going to make mistakes. It's part of life. You're going to fail. You're going to fall down. And when you do, it's like if that bully is super strong inside of you, then anytime you make a mistake, anytime you slip up, guess what? They're waiting for you at the flagpole ready to kick your butt. It is really hard to love yourself when you're beating yourself up. I mean, that inner bully who's so full of self-criticism is telling you how you should have, how you could have done things better, all of that. It is really like a telltale sign of perfectionism. And when you beat yourself up over every little error or mistake, you know what that does? Like It chips away at your own self-worth. I've had this happen to me. Like my inner bully, my inner critic, mm, it was pretty strong for sev- several years. Not proud of it, but I'm also not ashamed of it because I'm human and it happens. Now though, I've learned to, I say manage my inner bully. It comes out at times, make no mistake. It's, she's still there. Like she's still there, but she's not as strong and as powerful and as vocal as she used to be. There are those moments where, you know, man, she gets a bullhorn going and I got to rip it out of her hand, but that's part of the work that I do. And that's what coaching has really helped me with. But it's about quieting down that inner bully, not making her go away. She's going to be there again. Why? Because I'm human, but not giving her the bullhorn, just letting her talk and recognizing she's trying to protect me. But saying, yep, I don't need that kind of protection right now. I'm good. I mean, standards are good. But unrealistic expectations, those are very damaging. Because you can't reach them. And you're really like setting yourself up to fail. And then you start beating yourself up for not measuring up. And you see the cycle, right? The biggest lesson in self-love comes from knowing that no one is perfect. No one's perfect. And you shouldn't have that expectation of perfection because it's something you can't achieve. We're not meant to be perfect. We're human. We're meant to be human. And with that comes a lot of imperfection. And that's okay. You can love yourself through that imperfection by showing compassion and kindness just like you would to a child. So how do you develop that that skill of self-love? Because it is just that. It is a skill. For adults, a lot of us, we need to be taught. And that skill needs to be practiced. But the thing is, you already have kindness inside of you. Because you give it to the people around you all the time. So one way to develop the skill of self-love is to talk to yourself like someone you actually love. You know that best friend? who you listen to, who you offer that shoulder to cry on during the tough times, that best friend, that you celebrate the wins of life and and like you hear all of their successes, that best friend, maybe that sister who's like a best friend or, or even like if you have kids, 
Yeah, what do you do? You offer them that shoulder to cry on. You listen to them. You celebrate their successes and you cheerlead them. Yeah. Self-love is the same behavior being applied to yourself. Think about that. Like, what if you treated yourself that way? Like when you're mad, frustrated, embarrassed, how do you talk to yourself in those situations? Hmm. Would you ever talk to your best friend that way? Would you ever talk to your friend that way? Heck, would you even talk to your neighbor that maybe you don't even like that way? Probably not. Like if your mom or your sibling or best friend or kid or whatever, if they called you up and they were talking about themselves the same way that you talk to yourself, what would you say? Would, would you stand for it? Or would you set them straight being like, oh, no, 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 I think you've got this messed up. You're amazing, my friend. You are incredible. And let me tell you all the reasons why and all the ways why. Like if someone was suffering, which happens in life, what would you do? And I ask this question because a lot of times when we're suffering, we beat ourselves up for suffering. That is not self-love. That's damaging. If someone you loved was suffering, would you tell them how horrible they are? How the pain they're experiencing? Man, eh, it's never going to go away. They're stuck. It's their fault. They need to fix it like yesterday. Yep. Way to go. No. That is not at all how you would talk to them. You would listen with compassion. If they needed to cry, you'd let them cry. If they wanted to vent, you'd let them vent. If they just wanted you to sit next to them and hold their hand and just be present in silence, you do that. Whatever they needed in that moment, you'd give it to them. You let them know that you're there for them, no matter what, and that you're going to figure it out. And whatever it is will pass. And you're there until it does. And even after it does, like you would love them in the midst of all of that suffering. My friend, I'm inviting you to show yourself that same love when you're suffering, when you're overwhelmed, when you're lost. Because when you can be kind to yourself in the midst of suffering, you change. That love within you grows deeper for you. It's like a whole different kind of connection and compassion that you have for yourself. Like the next time you're struggling or there's some sort of challenge and you're feeling overwhelmed, show yourself some self-love by thinking of yourself like a dear friend and talking to yourself like you would that friend, like you would your kid, like you would someone you love because it's you and self-love, loving yourself is going to determine a big experience of your life. And, and don't forget to take care of yourself. I mean, self-care leads to self-love. And, and self-care is also one of those other kind of buzzy words out there, those buzzwords bandied about these days. And, and I often hear people talk about, like, in describing self-care as, you know, grabbing a bottle of wine, going and getting a massage, reading a book. But, like, what is self-care? And really, self-care is anything you do with the intent of taking care of yourself, with the intent of meeting your needs. And again, this might be physically, this might be emotionally, or this might be mentally. 
And so the next time you're feeling overwhelmed, scattered, irritated, sad, whatever it may be, just stop for a second and ask yourself, what do I need right now? Like, what do I need most right now? And then listen for the answer. Because a lot of you listening to this podcast are very driven, are those that want that next level of success in life, however it is that you define that. So you work hard, you have passion, and there may be some perfectionistic tendencies with you. And if you work really hard, you're striving for that perfection and you're burning the candle at both ends of the stick, then you need self-care the most, my friend. So when those moments arise where you just feel overwhelmed or lost or scattered, like, what do you need right now? Ask yourself that, like, what do I need right now? And sometimes it's going to mean, well, I got to put my head down and finish this presentation. Like, what do I need most right now? I need to get this done. That might, in fact, be the case for you. Or when you ask yourself, what do I need right now? It might be, I just need to take a walk. I just need to get up from my desk and take a five-minute walk and get a cup of coffee or grab a glass of water or just whatever it may be. But I just, I just need to move. There are times, um, yeah, I'm building a business and it can get overwhelming. And so sometimes I'm like, what do I need most right now? Is it to finish that worksheet, that workbook, to finish that video or that podcast? Or is it just, I just need to step away. I need to go for a run. I need to go to the gym. That's what happens for me. I, I realize that when I start to get overwhelmed and stuff, because I've been thinking so much and I've been in my head so much, I need to get out of my head and into my body. And I got to move my body because when I move my body, I, I, I kind of describe it like um, a dog with negative energy. Like I have a, a crazy chocolate lab. His name is Bob. And yeah, Bob the dog, my daughter named him. Mm -hmm. And like, if I don't walk Bob, he has like crazy energy. And he runs around and he like butt tucks and scoots everywhere and is like, kind of crazy and it drives me nuts. But it's because he, he needs that energy burned off. And I take him for a run, or I take him for a walk, or we go play Frisbee. And you know what, after we move his body, his mind chills out too. And that's kind of like me, I'm the same way. So what do you need right now? It may mean calling a friend. It may mean going for a walk, meditating. It may mean taking a nap, drinking more water, reading a book. And you know, sometimes self-care also looks like ordering a pizza instead of making dinner. And <laughs> I did a whole podcast on that because that was kind of earth shattering to me. I think it's like podcast. 10. Yeah, we're going back and we're going back in the archives here. It was about self-care because one night, you know, my daughter asked for Brussels sprouts. Yeah. Like when your kid asks for Brussels sprouts and you want to be a good mom, what do you do? You make the Brussels sprouts. But I was so overwhelmed and the idea of cooking and making that happen was so out of reach for me that I could have put my head down and made the Brussels sprouts. But I would have been miserable and everybody else around me probably been, would have been miserable because of just the energy that I was giving off and how I was acting at that time. So for the sake of my mental health and the health of my family, we ordered pizza. Yeah, instead of making Brussels sprouts, I ordered pizza. That's all in episode 10 where I tell that story if you want to hear it. 
But like self-love is about that relationship with yourself. It is rooted in compassion, in understanding, in grace, in patience. Like we have it for the loved ones in our lives. We deserve it to have it for ourselves as well. And it doesn't mean you don't take responsibility or you don't hold yourself accountable. No, you do that. Yes, you most definitely hold yourself responsible and hold keep yourself accountable. But it means that when you make a mistake, which you will, because you're human, you'll learn from it instead of judging it. Because it's not about being perfect. It's about recognizing your imperfections, allowing them to be there because... They're like unique to you. They're part of you, accepting them and then accepting yourself with them. Oh my goodness, that, that is the self-love. Knowing that you're not perfect and being okay with it. I mean, the relationship you have with yourself is truly the only lifelong relationship you're ever going to have. So, I mean, like, why not make it the love of your life? I mean, you can do that. And I would argue you deserve that. All right? That's all I got for you this week, my friends. I'll see you next. Hey there, podcast listeners. If you're feeling stuck and you want to start wiggling loose, head on over to my website, PamelaHughesCoaching.com and sign up for a free session to see if life coaching is for you. Again, that's PamelaHughesCoaching.com. Hope to chat with you soon.